0: This is What the Flock radio is Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music-focused show rife with witty, fuck-laden, insanely interesting, and unhinged banter. Thematic submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you while our fascinating, fun features fluster, flummox, fulfill, and uh, thrill you. And I am uh, Professor P. Soup, international rock and radio legend. And, well, picture this. Many years ago, there was a young man... For our purposes, his name was me. He was always sending out fan mail to a lady we'll call Sunday Girl. Hey, a rose by any name, right? Uh, He, I, was prone to dreaming, so I actually wondered, will anything happen? Uh, Then one day, the best day ever, I got a letter. Call me, she wrote. So I did. After considerable time hanging on the telephone, she said to meet her at the Orchid Club at 11.59 in the back room. Well, I wasn't sure if this was doom or destiny. The place was known to be a regular hangout of the Beast, and they said it had no exit. But I was in that nothing is real but the girl mindset, and the thought of meeting her in the flesh inspired nothing short of rapture. I figured, have some fun. At the worst, you'll die young, stay pretty. I think the hardest part was realizing at 2 a.m. when the orchid closed that she wasn't coming. If I were like some guys, I'd be thinking she had a heart of glass and was telling me little girl lies. I suppose it could have stirred up my monster to want to rip her to shreds. But forgive and forget, that's one of my rules for living. Well, not forget so much. Another one of those rules is to live it up. So I'm enjoying myself here on the Island of Lost Souls. And if you hear this, remember, I'm always touched by your presence, dear. One way or another, I know you'll find me yet. Let it never be said that I have no imagination. Well, living in the real world isn't all that's correct up to be anyway. Sunday girl, here's looking at you. Take it away, pumpkin.
1: Well, a little blondie action there. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's uh, very fitting for our last conversation on winging it. Very uh, complimentary, if you will. Mm-hmm. I like it. <clears throat> well, I'm the vocalist for the dark alt-rock band Ascent. As you know... And that's A-S-N-T to people if you're nasty Even if you're not nasty, it's to everybody Hmm, this place is so quiet Sensing that storm And the grand facade, it's so strange The way things turn I can get so scared There in the midst of it, so alive and alone Look at my circumstance I'm wanting contact with you Why don't you call my name If you'd only talk to me There's safety in numbers I've come to take you home My grip is surely slipping. I grieve for you. Memories crash on tireless waves, and my tears roll down my swollen cheek. Now I'm on my knees. Though you may disappear, you're not forgotten here.
0: Wow, there were two titles in there. Only the grand titles. No, I mean not titles, but the grand facade and uh, come to take me home, uh, Peter Gabriel. Very, very beautiful. Very beautiful.
1: It's very dark. Again, most of these, when you put it to put together lyrics, there's not. You know, they're, they end up being very dark, and I'm okay with that. But well, very dark. <laughs>
0: you do you do so much better at this because you do lines, you know.
1: Well, I used to do titles. <laughs> yeah. And that's now, your thing now. now. We're both
0: doing lines. Yeah, the titles thing. By the way, one of the titles I mentioned, "My Monster." Is uh, so uh, a song from the uh, latest Blondie album. And you know who actually, well, two of them. One of them, was that one, My Monster, was written by your boy, Johnny Marr of the Smiths. Mm. He actually wrote that. And Sia, Sia co wrote another one. So. Nice. She's yeah. brilliant. Yes. Yeah. She so, is brilliant. yeah, here we are once again, Birds of a Feather. And. You know, I'm going to try to focus, but there's a distraction here. There's this its not an insect that's in the room. This is not like the fly and breaking it's not bed. Me. It's not you. It's not your, your wonderful necklace that I didn't even notice that you had to point out to me until my everlasting just shame. It's
1: making my head big because it's so pretty.
0: Well, and that's exactly the point here. Well, my head is being enlarged and swollen by over my left shoulder here my new lamp. If those of you who have like too much time on your hands. And you uh, have looked at the pictures uh, that I've posted of both studios, and you've seen this typical green banker lamp. Well, it got cracked, and I got another one. And honestly, it's so it's so immaculate and beautiful that uh, it's, it's kind of gone to my head. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to warn you. Let this be a warning to you out there. If you get a beautiful new lamp... Don't start walking all over your friends. Remember where you came from, because uh, this this kind of thing can really get to you. I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll try to I'll try to happening. stay down to earth, and I'll try not to stare at it all night.
1: I don't know how long I've been with you, but yeah, I've noticed the difference. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed the yeah, difference. The lamp, it's, it's reprehensible, but it I can is. understand. Hopefully, it's just a one night thing, but I highly doubt it.
0: Either it's got a hoodoo, or it's just I'm really bugged, jazzed about this lamp. So I anyway, think both, yeah. maybe a little both. It, it, it
1: could be both. It really is beautiful. Well, you know what that means. It's time for Bird Banter Part 1. Now, this is a little a little deviation from our norm, but uh, an important point, don't you Don't you think, uh, sir?
0: I think it is. And, you know, um, right here, this one show this includes one? the following four new features. Damn. Bringing the total up to about 116, I 116, think. 116, yeah. 117, yeah, something yeah, I mean, like you know, that. And so we, we never get back to them because we're constantly coming up with new That's ones. That's true. By we, I mean Christina. Okay. I've actually, <laughs> I've come up with a couple. It's true. Uh The following, four new features for which we'll provide more details shortly, as in doing the features. But they are, what am I herring, that took gulls, moves like Jager, and forget me, knots. Now, you're probably thinking... Are there bird names in there? Of course there are. You know, (laughs) Christina digs (laughs) and compasses and and canvases heaven and earth to find new bird names. And that's what they're incorporated into all those new features. So do stay tuned and enjoy them. However, I have to turn this over, bird banter part two, to the pumpkin.
1: So this is a very interesting topic. And I hope you and our audience, because I am sort of pandering to everybody all the time, especially with this show. Great one-man band albums.
0: Oh, don't you just love that?
1: I do. Well, I do love it because, honestly, Bruce doesn't need me. He is a one-man band. He plays and writes, and actually he used to sing. You've heard him sing in Djibouti. He used to sing in Aardvark Symphony. So he could be a one-man band in and of himself so he does he does like this is a charity thing taking me in well, to be the singer
0: legend that he is i don't think a sense songs would pop quite as well if he sang them as opposed to you
1: i'm just saying he could
0: yeah he doesn't well, need he me. certainly could yeah I mean, there he, are guys out there yeah i mean he could yeah so but he, uh to go into to go in a studio by yourself i like listening to those records because it's like if you hear anything that's good you know who to credit right away <laughs> and we know who those guys are yeah. There's, uh, so uh, i'm sure there are probably a couple i'm a credit buff but um, you you know, I'm getting kind of uh, getting kind of addled too. So um, maybe there are some things I've forgotten. So I can't wait to hear the list.
1: Addled my ass. Anyway, so um, 1970. That's not going to surprise you. Paul McCartney. McCartney.
0: So who? That's right.
1: Well, and then he's also done McCartney two and McCartney three just came out.
0: Yeah, the brand new McCartney three, which is also a complete solo work, one mm-hmm. man band style. Any others? Of course there are well, others. Well,
1: he could work with anyone, but he went it alone, which I think is interesting because this was obviously after the Beatles broke up, so he could have literally worked with anyone but decided he was going to do it on his own, probably because of the issues with the Beatles. Just thought, shit, I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need to deal with anyone's egos or anyone's issues or anyone's yes or no. This is my shit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to play it myself. Um, unfortunately, this particular album, the number one, the first one, which isn't called much. it's called McCartney, but whatever. Uh, it alludes to being number one. Was critically panned because it was lo-fi, and and I understand that because it's not you know it didn't sound the way the Beatles sounded. So of course it was critically planned, how planned, critically panned. However, it did sell more than two million copies, and at the time that was ginormous. That's like you know selling twenty million today, so it was crazy. But that was one. Um, there's many more, but that is certainly legendary. And he's done three now, so.
0: Yeah, suddenly re- suddenly eliminating George Martin from the equation, yeah, that's going to hurt.
1: Yeah. He has
0: obviously learned quite a bit in the meantime because his, re- his solar records sound a hell of a lot better than they used to.
1: For sure. And I think, you know what? I think at that point he was like, fuck it. I just want to do something and put it out and it's mine. Mine, all mine. Moo-ha-ha as he twists yeah, you know. Yeah, and it wasn't
0: that long before he, uh, you know, got past that phase and started working with some fine musicians. For and, sure. And, and Wings. I mean, Wings was not that far behind that. Uh, nope. So, uh, superb uh, group there.
1: So, the next one I want to talk about, 1976, John Anderson, Elias of Sunhillow. Now, I had
0: Elias of Sunhillow. I actually had three Yes solo albums and I did not know... Four, actually. Four Yes solo albums, and I did not know that he was the only one playing on that.
1: Yes, so John Anderson, obviously he collabs with famous people, but also unknown artists like bruce he's collaborated with bruce for many many years on a whole bunch of different yeah. things Can,
0: did you hear that correctly yes that that is true
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah so um and bruce is
0: one of those guys that you know like would never mention that and he like, would you never me? mention
1: you know? it i'm the one that mentions it he would never mention I don't want to it drop
0: names. i'm sorry no. you know it's just interesting it isn't it isn't like you're showing off it's something that would be very interesting to hear
1: about it yeah. is very interesting So thank and heavens yeah. you got a
0: you got a, a wife who who puts your shit in the street that's you know? right i'll put it out there <laughs> fuck that
1: <laughs> Um, I mean, there's no
0: gag order, so just let no, it go. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, no, John
1: Anderson didn't say don't tell anyone. Yeah. Um, and so this particular album was a concept album about an alien race mm-hmm, whose planet has been decimated by a volcanic eruption, and therefore they were looking for a new planet. That always
0: happens. I hate know. it
1: when that happens. And they always come
0: here. They do. Know?
1: What the fuck? Yeah. Go somewhere else. There's plenty of other... Planets. <laughs> Except they've
0: all been decimated and devastated by well, something, too. Well, of course. So, I mean... You know, war, volcanoes, hey, we asteroids. Have a, we have know. a
1: pandemic. Bye. Go somewhere I mean, else. you know,
0: it could happen to us, too. So. It could.
1: It could. It reached number 47 in the U.S. and number 8 in the U.K., which were highest of his solo career. Not wow. great, but the highest of his solo career. Now, they just re-released Elias of Hillow and I got it for Bruce, and they couldn't find the original recordings. So they had to do some... This happens a lot, I guess, but they couldn't find the original recordings, so they had to do some weird thing with the sound where they couldn't exactly do 5.1 because they didn't have the original tracks, but they have absolutely made it much better really um so that's something this is one of those albums that you have to be hardcore to love this album yeah
0: yeah I remember that about it <laughs> and, and I liked it
1: John Anderson has been it's years, ethereal yeah. it's adorable it's, super it's a little too precious I, it's, it's hard to a believe is
0: it's hard to believe Vangelis is not on there because they've worked together but that was I guess that was his own solo thing but
1: yeah it's a little too yeah it's a little too precious it's a little too sweet it's a little too sticky sweet a little too like utopian and everyone when everything is roses and rainbows, and but that's John Anderson. He is a very positive person, and he just believes in good things, and the world is positive. And so he's a lovable hippy dippy. There is some very sweet things about him, and I love this album. This is a very, this is an album that is very important to Bruce too. So I remember when I first heard it, I was like, oh. And then I heard it a few more times, and I was like, oh You know, I,
0: I like I said, I had it. I've got to hear it again now because it's yeah. been decades. It was like you were probably like one the last time I heard that album.
1: <laughs> well, but. it's out, and the new one is better than ever, and they included more stuff, more stuff that you would really enjoy, little books of information in it. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's something that's interesting. 1978 and 1979 brought us Princes for You and the album Prince, and Prince says anybody knows anything about Prince. Prince is the master of his domain. He controls everything, down to what they wear, how they dance, you know, uh, instrumentation, or, you know, organization of the music, orientation of the music, everything. Now, he loosened up a little bit for the work with the new Power Generation and the for revolution. the revolution yeah, and yeah. Three Eyed Girl. But um, and his tight grip, as we call, recall, and we always have to affectionately mention it, was also uh, depicted in Purple Rain with the Lisa and Wendy issue that he had, right? Because he wouldn't uh, let any of their music into the Revolution, Prince and the Revolution. So the Revolution. Yeah, yeah. um, But. He absolutely, I mean, that first album was really what kind of broke him out, you know, the I want to be your lover and everything, you know, clearly he was also video direction, which I'm not sure that was the best thing, but that's fine. He was very pretty in that video, (laughs) Hair, hair flowing, and he had the, you know, the 1980s fan going, you know, all that, so. Uh, But we know Prince is absolutely, (laughs) he did.
0: I'm sorry, I'm Uh, laughing at something I remember. Absolutely
1: brilliant. An amazing musician, gone way too soon, but he did two albums, um completely recording everything on his own.
0: Yeah, and it's very McCartney like he did he can do stuff by himself. He worked by himself yes. and yet and and being a uh, you know a more controlling and more mercurial uh personality sure. than McCartney, although he's not a better roses either some say. Right. But um he also he worked with two fabulous bands like McCartney did and yet he also could do albums by himself. And I remember when he first came out hearing his 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 original stuff and thinking this fucker is playing all this himself. Mm-hmm. Man, what a, what a legend! What I mean, a talent! What, you know, what yeah, a talent!
1: Absolutely, yeah. and he became a legend for sure, and remains a legend. Mm-hmm. 1989 brought us Nine Inch Nails' "Pretty Hate Machine."
0: You, uh, believe it or not, I actually have that. I inherited that on CD. And there is some stuff I really like on there, and some that, you know, it just gets a little tired, but uh, I am, am truly impressed that Trent Reznor could do that himself, and I did not know. I knew he played instruments, all uh, several of them, but I had no idea he was a solo album maker, although some of it may be computerized, I don't know, but uh, I, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I'll have to listen to it again and uh, cons- and picture him playing all these instruments because it's impressive.
1: Yeah, Pretty Hate Machine is probably one of my favorite 9-inch Nails records and I've listened to it a you know? million times yeah. and I I don't get tired of it. I don't I don't have whatever that thing is that you go, "Oh, that's irritating." I really like it. I think it's it's so layered. It's so thick. It's so dense. It's got so much going on. And I'm just I, I every time I listen to it, I hear something new and it's electronic. It's different, but I really like it. Uh, it sold three million copies, which was huge at the time. And he worked with a wide range of producers, engineers and programmers. But he was at the helm. He was the one calling all the shots. And as we know, he has a constant rotation of musicians. But of course, he's always, again, in control, firm grasp on it. And. Um, He is tough to work with, uh, as evidenced by the brief, brief partnership between uh, him and uh, Adrian Ballou, which lasted almost no time. I would have loved to have really seen that blossom, but apparently they could not get it together. But he is brilliant. He is a visionary. I just think he's incredible. And I love that he has changed electronic music. He's turned it goth. He's turned it rock. He's done something that I don't think many musicians have. So I'm really a Trent Reznor fan, clearly. And Pretty Hate Machine was what started it for me.
0: You know, you know the uh, the uh, alliance with uh, Adrian Blue must have been very brief because it I never very, even, I never even heard about it. Very yeah. brief. Yeah. It was Adrian it was Blue. Like, for those of you who don't know, I mean, he's been with like you know everybody who's King Crimson. King Bowie. Crimson, most notably, yeah, because well, forever. Also, you know. Well, but forever with yeah, King Crimson yeah, and mean,
1: the lead singer and the yeah. everything. So, yeah, he's brilliant. He's an amazing powerhouse. But it was very brief, uh, and it was publicized. It was very brief, but so it's unfortunate. But who knows? Maybe they'll come together uh, at some point. And then finally, because I can't mention them all. No, 1993's no. Phil Collins, both sides.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What?
1: Oh yeah, you didn't know about both sides? No, That's I didn't. That's all
0: Phil. No, I mean, I always thought of Phil Collins as singer-songwriter, drummer, extraordinaire, and I was completely unaware of him playing any other instruments.
1: Yeah, he played it all and Wow, uh,
0: I am so I mean, I've always had huge respect for him, but it's just went way up, my goodness. I had yeah, no idea.
1: The fact that you could do that well
0: because when you're playing all the instruments, you pretty much got to be writing all the shit yourself, too. Of course. So that that and it's that, that's something else that really impresses well, me. Well, to be a
1: one man band, you have to write, sing, and play. Yeah, I mean, thing. nobody else
0: is writing stuff going here, play this. You know, I mean, that doesn't happen. Well, you're doing not, it yourself. Well, that's not a
1: one man band. Yeah. They, I mean, you, they, they could, but I that's mean, not yeah, a one man I mean, band. Well, there
0: are people who play other people's music all the time, but they're but, not one man uh, band. Not band so. Right. Wow. So that's dude. the difference, yeah. I am totally floored by that revelation.
1: Well, his fans and the critics did not like it. Ouch. They did not like it. Um, And he still considers it, to this day, his proudest work and calls it his favorite album.
0: You know, it's always interesting to me when artists do that. They go, this is something, and nobody else gets it.
1: They don't get it. But
0: you got to really give it some thought if they are really sold out on it, like David Bowie's Black Tie, White Noise. I I have to keep listening to that until I see what he sees.
1: You know, I hate to make it about me, but it's just funny because I gave David, and I'm talking about you like you're not here. I'll I'll just say it to you. I gave you old cds of ascent and at the time i was totally sold on them right extravagant turmoil i was like this is the best fucking work we've ever done i knew it wasn't everyone's cup of tea i knew it wasn't going to be accessible but at that time i was like this is fucking great and nobody <laughs> really liked well, it <laughs> and i so i know how he feels we yeah. were not, i'm saying not a one-man band but yeah. it's, it's, a, it's tough t- to it's put t- it Two yeah, man act. It's tough two to person act. put something out there and it falls flat when you feel like I mean these were lyrics that came from my soul you know so it was just it's it's tough and it's gotta be tough if he still looks back on it and says it's his proudest work now I, don't, I can't say that yeah. I love that album but it's not my proudest work
0: well and uh, about Extravagant Turmoil which pretty much the listeners can't ever listen to anyway no but um, uh, you gave me both of them I listened to that one first because it was chronologically released first Yeah, and the first time through it was like uh, this. I know this is good I know it's quality but I, it's I can't get a handle on any of it. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing to grab. There are no handles. It's right. it's, it's round. You know it's it like, is. It's true. And, and and then for some reason I listened to it a second time, third time. The second time instantly the song started to click. And there are alternate versions on there too. Yes. You know they're totally. You know there's this, like acoustic. It's very very acoustic. And then there's an alternate version with like drums and mm. shit. And uh, it's both are extremely impressive. So the album won by the third listen, and I know you don't want people to have to you listen. To do some.
1: not want that. <laughs> by like, the sixty second yeah. listen. I was fucking in. <laughs> it's like,
0: wow, man. Just buy my new album. You're not gonna <laughs> like the first time. Yeah, but keep listening. And you may you know? the
1: second time, you might be like, eh, it's better. The third time, it's gonna hit you.
0: Yeah, and, and of course, I'm not sure I would have done that if it weren't my BFF or anything. Yeah. But it really is good, so I, I see what you see and it. It just took me a couple listens, you know. Well, that, I which think is that's not something you aspire to. Whereas if you listen to Bleed Like Us, Evolution of Sorrow, the newest sent album, it'll get you by the gonads the first time, you know.
1: That's the hope, that's and the I hope. think that's what Phil Collins thought was going to happen, and he was like, "Poor oh. Phil Collins." Mm-hmm. But I like that he's like, "I'm sticking to my guns. It's still my my best work now." for us and I would say that our current album is our best work and I really really believe that because it it's a culmination of everything but at the time uh, <laughs> starving at turmoil was my best work you know so it's got to be really tough and it's unfortunate that it's it's panned critically but I like that he's like fuck you I still love it
0: we musicians have our pets we do sure. we have our pet songs we have our pet albums oh yeah and it's like we have our you know fair haired children and everything it's just like you know <laughs> we do <laughs> nobody likes nobody likes this red headed stepchild over here but, you know, but it, I still love it a little bit. It. yeah I still yeah. have this affection Damn for right. it you know you might not even admit it you might not want to expect I, I put that stuff that I really love and I don't expect Anybody else to like it all Yeah But uh, Well at least it's satisfied An audience of one So I totally Extravagant turmoil Really impressed me Like I said The third time I was totally blown away so. Well thank
1: you <laughs> Thank you It only took three times but that was that. That's appreciate. I really appreciate that, and that's I think what Phil Collins kept saying. And I th- I'm Bruce, sure Bruce is going to
0: be like, "Wow, he listened to that." <laughs> I totally did. He man. knows
1: you did, and he was. Yeah. I I was like, "Oh, he just wrote. He liked Divide. He just wrote. He liked this." And he's like, "Oh, yay!" Because that was you know, yeah. it was our baby for a long time. Uh, and you're right; it's not available anywhere. We have CDs that remain, um, actual hard that i worked my ass off on those jewel cases what's a cd don't anybody say that (laughs) shit to me ever you know
0: it's like what are you nine years old you know what's a cd yeah cd it's a it's a medium you know
1: but it's 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 different than what we're doing now so it doesn't make sense to have it out there um but yeah we still have tons of copies of it and so i was like well i consider you not only obviously my bff but a hardcore fan so you of course had to have them yeah so um honorable mentions in this category uh nineteen seventy two, Todd Rundgren. Um and nineteen seventy-eight, Todd Rundgren. So he released Something and Anything and Hermit of Mink Hollow. Ah.
0: Nineteen
1: eighty, Steve Winwood released Ark of a Diver.
0: I knew I now I knew about Rundgren, but I had no idea about Winwood. Yeah.
1: Two thousand and four, Paul Westerberg oh. did Folker all by himself. Wow. And in twenty twenty one, Wolfgang Van Halen did Mammoth uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, so he did it where he played it all himself. And Bruce told me to say it is really fucking good. I have not wow. heard it yet.
0: Well, I have heard said of now Wolfgang Van Halen. For those of you who don't know, is the son of Eddie Van Halen, and he has uh, taken Michael Anthony's place in Van Halen. He's the bass player now. I didn't know he played anything but bass. First of all, it is said that he has really sharp instincts and uh, he was key in uh, selecting the songs for the Van Halen reunion, some of which are old and revitalized and, re- and replayed uh, for the Van Halen comeback album, A Different Kind of Truth. But I've heard he was really good at that, but I had no idea he was uh, such an all-around musician who could play everything. That's that's incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this list is definitely not exhaustive. I mean, we don't have that kind of time. But I hope that it was kind of interesting to hear some of the one-man bands. And also, there's some revelations. There's some, what the hell, I had no idea. And maybe now it'll have you revisit some of these albums, you know, or... You know, just go to Spotify. And uh, of course, to that shit.
0: I don't. I, I hate to mention it. I hate to name drop, but I'm a one man man, too, and it's very obvious that I need help. But I'm a one man man as well.
1: <laughs> you are. You actually well. I, <laughs> I have mean,
0: three albums. Three albums where it's mm-hmm. just me. Uh, not exactly McCartney one, two, and three, but uh, you know, I tried.
1: Yeah, and then you started collaborating, and you know, that kind of stuff also leads to other things. I'm a big. I I think it's cool that you can be a one man band, but. The stuff that, that, you know, and I hate to say this again, but it's, it's just my personal experience that Bruce and I do together could not have been accomplished with just Bruce by himself. Not just because he doesn't sing like me, but those are my well, lyrics, lyrics and those yeah, are my influence on the songs and those are my take on the songs. And of that's course, my embellishments on the songs and and my, you know, my assistance with mixing and producing and all that stuff. So it could not be what it is. Without me. And I believe in collaboration down to not just lyrics, but the entire thing from soup to nuts. I think there's something some (laughs) magic in that. Not just, oh, well, you sing on this or you play drums on this or you I think it should be. Uh, real like partnership instead yeah. of just uh, like a session musicianship that's different
0: yeah I I'm, tried that with a group called Boyhead Soup actually I made four songs with two other musicians and you get that give and take and you get uh, embellishments and extrapolations and things and but then there's
1: stuff you hate and stuff you wish that wasn't on there right I mean that's that happens too where I'm like oh that yeah. is not my that is not my choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's always whenever and I just kind of started to do collaborations. Whenever there's a collaboration, I'm always like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, that's not what I would have done. Yeah. Oh, if I had control over that, I would. have done That That can happen too. Yeah. I mean, I think it happened. I can't imagine that that every collaboration you're like, oh my god, it's exactly how I wanted it. Um, because uh, there are, you know, always circumstances where you're like, oh fuck, I could have done that better. It could have been better if this, but. That's what collaboration is about, and I think that we're stronger together.
0: E pluribus unum, man. Wow. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like that doesn't it. apply there. There it
1: goes. All right. Now we are going to recap this week's theme, which is Freebird. Yes, we've gone Freebird again. Those of you who are diehard show fans from way back, uh, since the beginning, may have remembered that we had Freebirds last year. So this time we're going to go a little more... I say we're going to go deeper because now we're not just saying rock. We're saying this particular free bird is alternative rock. And alternative rock is a musical style that incorporates distinctly different, uh, you know, cultural norms in the terms of sound. So let me go ahead and share a couple of examples with you. Uh, R.E.M., Red Hot Chili Peppers, Smashing Pumpkins, Kings of Leon, Green Day. I know you're thinking Green Day is punk, but they're also alternative rock. Foo Fighters, U2, The Killers, Muse, Coldplay, and many, many more. So we put that out there and you delivered. We got some really great stuff, stuff that you may not consider to be alt-rock, but has alt-rock, I want to say soundscapes. Stay with me on that. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you go with what your ear says or you go with what the artist says. So you're going to hear a combination of styles today, but you're also going to hear a lot of alternative rock. And... Uh, I would say this is a category with which I'm very familiar because we are considered alternative rock, hard rock, dark rock. So I'm totally in on this and heard a lot of really great stuff. So I look forward to sharing the five artists that either submitted or were discovered <laughs> this particular week.
0: That's right. Just remember, there's an alternative to rock, but there's no alternative to this show, okay? Just No, saying. there
1: okay. isn't. This is it. All right. And?
0: And what? Oh, yeah. You mean this paper I have here actually is, is accurate? Okay. That means it's time for a feature which we only recently introduced called the light, right? I
1: forgot. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, Can you do oh it, please? My. Which one is it?
0: All right, we had to take a momentary break for uh, interrogation level lighting in both studios and and a tiny bit of prescience, perhaps on uh, Christina's part. Uh, Who knew? <laughs> and uh, I'm not being prescient at all. By uh, actually, uh, to me, reading the format ahead of time would would feel like prescience. It I would actually would know be. something. <laughs> all right, now we're the next feature on the docket is in fact one recently introduced, only on the last show. If I I'm not know. mistaken, last right? Show. Humming birds, and for this feature, this is one where I can, like, if I squint really hard, I can give myself sort of credit for. Yes, <laughs> you sure can. For this feature, we hum songs, or la-la, or whatever, that's that's permitted, and see if the other person can guess the song in a head-to-head battle, and if so, if one so chooses, if a contestant so chooses, and I usually uh, decline to choose this, uh, they may pick a decade or a theme. I'm usually all over the map, but uh, uh, Christina likes decades and themes, and that's fine with her. Um now, if I were to start off, as I'm going to, apparently, mm-hmm. with... Because uh, you read the format. You know that. Y- yeah, because of the of me. fantastic. Right here, I went... You'd be like, okay, that's every rap song released in Pretty the last much, 10 years. Yeah. So you win. And if I went... Hum, 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 I'd be like, okay, that's every pop song released in mm. the last 10 years. Okay, you win. So I'm going to get a little bit more challenging That'd be than good. that. Yeah, okay. That would be good. Fair enough. And... Uh, Here's one going way, way back, and this is one of those ones where she's going to give me a dirty fucking look and go, hey, that's old people music, <laughs> how am I supposed to know that? But come on, I mean, if you listen to the radio, and she obviously, and see the thing is when we do, like uh, when we were doing History Strikes Back, going way, way, way back, but long before her uh, young and tender life... Um, she knew all the songs, so hopefully she'll get the melody. And in Hummingbirds, the distinction is great because we get to do the choruses, which <laughs> on uh, which on uh, what do you call it? That other thing, Various Songbirds. That's what it's called. <laughs> that great it. feature, Various Songbirds. <laughs> on Various Songbirds, we couldn't do that because it usually contains the title, and you can't very well give that away, now, can you? Right. All right. Well, in this case, I'm going to do the chorus of this one. <clears throat> the whole fucking chorus right there and by the way
1: maybe you la-la this la-laing
0: you know, i gotta say humming my lips are actually tingling from that. i know
1: it's a lot mm, they really are <laughs>
0: News
1: of the
0: night, right? It's similar, you're right, but no, but listen to the rest. It doesn't it doesn't stay with that. Unless of course it does and I totally overlooked it. But it's not that
2: La 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 la.
0: See, now I've got Shadows of the Night in my head. It is similar, and see, that's an old song too. But uh, it's not Shadows of the Night.
1: Darn. Damn, okay, I didn't get it then. I give up, I have no idea. You did it twice, I can't make you do it thrice.
0: Is she really going out with him? You're going to tell me you you don't know that song. I
1: know it, it was in... There's something about Mary, but oh, wasn't I mean, Joe yeah.
0: Jackson? Is she really going out with him? I'm terribly sorry. No, I mean I, I should have I, I had that one. I was trying to I cotton. I should have had it, that one. But it's true. You can't unhear when you hear something yeah. that's not there. Shit. And and you're right. It is similar. I never noticed it. So sorry. Okay. That that, that I, I, totally blew it for you. It was you. so
1: funny because yeah, because then you're doing it. And I'm like. The baby take my hand. No, he said it's not that. Yeah. but I just I was it was over. Right. There was nothing I could do.
0: Yeah, Pat Benatar keeps coming up.
1: But I should have got that. Yes.
0: yes, right. It's a theme. It's a theme, which was not not running not uh, done with it yet. Uh, <laughs> okay. Your turn, thankfully. Let me hear the hums and lalas.
3: La 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 la. la, la. La
1: la 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 la. Wow, I mean, it was a little pitchy. I apologize.
0: You just made that up right now. No, um, that's an actual song yeah. that people have heard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more time, real quick, please. I'm, I'm so I'm so <coughs> defeated on this one, but I want to see if I catch it.
3: La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la
0: there's a huge self kick in my near future <laughs> my foot will somehow have to reach my posterior at uh, when this uh, but I, i'm sorry what is it
3: send to my
1: love roses never fade journey send friggin send journey of love. course
0: oh power ballad i knew it i knew it i should have known it anyway Oh man! Okay. I well. thought that
1: was a softball. Sorry.
0: It it should. Oops. It's, oh. actually, I might have been stumped on the title. No, if I really thought about it, mm-hmm. I would have gotten it's, that. That was a hit. Yeah, I was, mean, that was a hit. That was
1: a huge hit. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I that thought, was not an obscurity. I, I that was that not was a deep a, cut. That was an underhanded.
0: That I, was that was a cotton ball. I gotta I gotta say that sorry was a, about that, that, that was a nerf ball. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sorry about that. All right.
0: Well, talk about your cotton balls and your softballs. This one is <laughs> the ultimate. Okay. Okay. This is an this is an air ball. Okay. Oh
1: my.
2: La 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 la
0: la 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 <laughs> and and she didn't... Uh, remember, I, I predicted on an earlier show that I really, she would totally...
1: I, there's just total entrapment. <laughs> it is. I mean, did I make it easy for her or what? It did. It remember was pretty on easy. on an earlier
0: episode, I, I predicted that she would totally disavow any knowledge of me if I told her something that I got recently about Kiss, and she didn't. So I'm very proud of her for that. She's being being so open-minded. Okay, Being so tolerant.
1: I'm just fucking cool that way.
0: I mean, you know... I mean, Scooby-Doo and Kiss, I mean... I, I, I
1: mean...
0: It was... I told freaking. you. to
1: I said you go ahead and take that one for us. It you was, just it was let me know awesome. how it is. It was so good. Let it was me know so how good. it is. There was actually some very funny bits sent to me, and it actually made me chuckle quite a bit. So yeah, it,
0: it was. I was laughing I my ass off the whole next day. You I know? appreciate
1: the clips notes.
0: Yeah, so I didn't have to go in.
1: <laughs> yeah, <I> mean,
0: it's, <laughs> myself. It's pretty out there, but it was hella fun. Anyway, yeah. all right. So what's up? Uh, what's next for me? Maybe one I'll actually get <clears throat> this time.
1: Oh, you'll get this. Yeah. If you don't, I'm. I might weep openly.
0: I, I, I'm. I'm should be pilloried publicly. True.
3: La 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 la, la 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 la, la la la, la 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 la
0: Gee, this is not as easy as it sounds. You
1: know. Oh man.
0: I mean the whole game thing, you know. <laughs> it's just uh, hummingbirds is I mean it's it's easier than it's not as agonizing as various. Yeah. But uh hmm uh, one more time please real quick.
3: <laughs> la 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 la, la, la.
0: La, 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 la. I should know it, but I don't. What is it?
3: I'm on my way I'm on my way, way. Home, home sweet home. home and then you gotta Motley go
0: freaking crew
3: Tonight
1: tonight I'm on my way I mean that song oh, is man. just my. lighter raising you know uh, that is yeah so. that
0: is one of the crew's uh, lighter raisers for sure. that yeah. is a, that is a swaying. Swaying uh, rock anthem there. I am
1: so shocked by the fact that you didn't get that one. My bad. I tried to sing it the right way. I can only really la la. But
0: I mean, if you could do like a Vince Neal kind of a voice, that would be. But that's that's a, it's a tall order. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you'll get this one. I know it's a it's a group that you very much like.
2: And <laughs> la 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 la
0: la la.
1: Oh, it's Duran
0: What's the song?
1: <laughs> La, 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 la it's Rio.
0: Rio, Dorandarin yeah. Rio. See, there you go. Finally. I'm picking I'm picking the softballs correctly at least. Okay, lay one on me here.
2: Okay.
3: <clears throat> la la la
1: la
0: la 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 la. La la la. Olivia Newton-John, The Magic.
1: I had uh, to do it. I mean, obviously yes. in honor of the recent Relatively recent viewing of you know Xanadu. Xanadu,
0: yes, yes. And there's a uh, there was a a band that was uh, very very heavily involved with Xanadu mm. that might be under discussion in a little while. Really, oh, very soon, in fact.
1: Interesting.
2: Yes.
0: Mm. yes yeah. Billy. Aldish, no, not Billy. Aldish. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> one more, last one for you. And this is like a, a, not every, this is not an everybody in the street knows it. This is an everybody like you knows it. Okay. Mm. But it's a question of uh, the, the Lala's really kind of. So they throw a veil of mystery over the whole thing for some reason. Mm, there's interesting. There's, there's, a, there's a cloud, you know. Okay. Okay, yes, so let's true. try it.
2: All
0: right. La 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 you can't la-la uh, drums.
1: No. Shit, but what song is it? I know, I know that song. Um, I just heard it. Heart of the Sunrise?
2: La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Mm. La, 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 la,
1: la, Wait, money coming, through, through, in and out the Ballet. valley, roundabout.
0: Roundabout, thank Kit. you. That counts, I think. Yeah, I think it
1: should count. I that mean, I, count. I, I mean, mean, come on.
0: There really aren't any. applicable. You had me
1: do everything fucking twice, so you uh, yeah. kind of just did it twice. There aren't any
0: applicable limits to how much of the song you can hum. I no, mean, no, it's, the it's, lyrics it's, is different. I think we're we're gonna invent the to rules you. on the fly <laughs> in this one. So let me see. Did I have four? <clears throat> no, I didn't. Right? No, you no have one one more. I got one more coming. Okay.
1: This one is going to be one of those that may that you'll get, but it may be hard because of the name of the band. Remember, you had the basket case for me.
0: Yeah, but yeah.
1: You'll know the song. Who
0: did it? I know the song. Yeah, this, and I and you
1: may get it because you're you.
0: Yeah, but there are but. a lot of bands that I mean I can I can tell you the song, but not the not the act if they have if they have these, one of those really weak and uninspired names, especially. So let's see who it is. Yep. Okay.
3: <clears throat> la la la. La 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 la
0: <laughs> <laughs> No problem with this one. Uh Andrea True Connection more, more, more. Wow,
1: <laughs> You've got Andrea True Connection. Andrea
0: True Connection. I am uh, so
1: impressed right now. Oh, that, that's kind my of a one hit warbler right there. It too. is. Yeah. I it, love that yep. song. My favorite part of doing this is when you get it you start laughing it's the fucking best I, I can't help
0: it it's some kind of idiot reflex you
1: it's know? the you're like oh, oh oh, that's funny good one yeah you're like oh girl that was a good one so if you wanna know
0: <laughs> how I really feel get, like, get the cameras rolling get the action going yeah okay um, yeah well I mean yeah there's there's a reason there's she some says that weird yeah. shit going on well, there I mean, that was more and more and line of work there, w-
1: there was right exactly yeah so, and uh, she gave us more 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right well you know what that means
0: that uh, means our that this mean? that
1: we're done with hummingbirds and on to our first featured artist
0: oh snap what that's not the name of the first
1: featured artist um, in no. fact i've got the power oh sorry that's Oops. snap
0: all right and the next song i've just been informed is you know it's funny cuz i i thought The band was called River of Dreams, and the song was called Phantom Divine, and I I had this whole thing. I was going to say, you know what? That title, because I thought it was the title of a song. I was sorely intrigued by that alone, Phantom Divine, which is a great name for a band. In fact, I was going to say it should be the name of the band and every member of the band as well. (laughs) 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 I I guess it's a good thing I'm not their manager, you know. because I mean River of Dreams uh would have been a fine name except for when you search for it all you come up with is Billy Joel That's album. Correct, Billy and Joel. no, in addition to that it's a Billy Joel tribute band too. So mm. if that were their name they would get zero play. So congratulations to you guys for presciently picking the kick <laughs> <laughs> the kickass name Phantom Divine. And I thought, wow, that's so intriguing. That's a great name for a song. Too bad it's not the name of the band. Well, it turns out it is. Okay. It is. I would much, I'd much rather have "River of Dreams" be the title of the song than the band. Easily. So, kudos to you for uh, knowing uh, what was best for yourselves on that <laughs> <open. laughs> And I put in River of Dreams in my uh, dictation note into my uh, my phone to try to find it, and it came up with the fucking San Diego Zoo. I mean, Whoa. River of Dreams, San Diego Zoo. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it sounds a lot it. Synonymous. Like, it sounds a lot like it. I mean, it's yeah. an easy mistake. And anyway, fortunately, as much as I love Billy Joel, it's a good thing they don't sound like him. In fact, they are symphonic metal, and I'm a sucker for symphonic metal, especially of uh, the female-fronted variety. And... Um, like some of old favorites of mine, like Imperial Age and Mute Prophet. And they also have the theatricality of another favorite of mine, Dark Beauty. The vocals positively soar. The guitars pound and pummel. Uh, Yes, yes, there we go with the pummeling again. I'm leaving you bruised, I'm sure. (laughs) And the guitar solo solo starts out gorgeously single, and then it is wedded in perfect harmony to its mate. It is just terrific. Enjoy this happy discovery of ours. River <laughs> River of <laughs> Dreams by Phantom Divine Phantom Divine with River of Dreams, not River of Dreams with Phantom Divine. (laughs) The band is Phantom Divine. Just think of the cool—the cool one—is the name. Yes, they're appropriately named. Yes, absolutely. And um, as much as it has a symphonic metal kind of thing, this is not so much art house opera house. Uh, It has a grungy sort of an element to it. It does incorporate uh, features uh, that were can aptly be described as. uh, alternative rock so it really does seem to fit here even though it's rather highbrow alternative rock i mean this is this is uh this is someone at starbucks in seattle wearing a very very classy and expensive flannel shirt i mean i wear
1: those all the time
0: right (laughs) well you're a highbrow highbrow goth grunge chick you know (laughs) i try and they're from alberta 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 i mean i think Johnny Rotten is the only uh Englishman who can roll R's, but Russians, honestly, they got the whole world beat with that shit. I They're really incredible. wonder
1: how he uh how he came by that. I wonder if he came by it honestly. Right.
0: <laughs> now it's gotta be at the beginning of a it word. It has to be. Rolling an R in the middle of the word like perro. I mean that pero? is tough. Yeah. Pero? I mean perro is butt, but perro is doggies like that sweet pero. little Penelope. Perrito. Like that little Penelope. She's she's she angelic me, yeah. and perfect. Okay, so uh we're, we're talking about Penelope. However, we should get back to saying Sorry that about that. Phantom Divine. Uh, you can cut all that shit. <laughs> Unlike Penelope comes to, <laughs> comes from Alberta, Canada. Although she might have been there, I don't know. Trying to reel it back in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's what you got to do. <laughs> like the it <laughs> You're going like you're going around the world to get back to it. It's fucking amazing. You know, I can't even handle this. It's
0: uh, from zero years of playing sports. I know how to roll and save. You know, uh, if I uh, if <laughs> like I played Benelope. sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
1: That's some classic shit right here. <laughs>
0: okay, from Alberto, Albert, um, Alberta. I always say, Alberto, I always start to say Alberto V O Five. I don't know what the hell's up with it. Alberta, Canada, to to the north. Love your geese. You guys got wonderful geese. They're surrounded. They're all over this place. I love. I love your geese. Thank you, Canada, and this band too. So. Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> we love this band
1: and your geese. And your geese. Thank you. You got,
0: you got some classy ass geese. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that's what they want to be known for. Their and geese.
0: Now, and thankfully, thankfully, since their name actually is Phantom Divine, <laughs> that makes them really easy to find on Facebook at Phantom Divine. Hey, hey just like it sounds. Look at that. And uh, are you gonna take it away now, or let me, or do I have to turn the page and find out it's me again? <laughs>
1: no, it's not you again, and it is not always you.
0: No, no, I, I've accepted that.
1: Yeah, no one would say it was. Okay. And it's time for that beloved feature: Hell yes or Oh hell no. The results. So, as you know, for this feature, we consider bands and determine if we're in or out, and we ask you to do the same. And this time, it was a double header. Well, why was it a double header? That may be what you are asking. It was a double header because of my. Oversight. I asked you to weigh in on ELO, and for some reason, I never posted it. And uh, it was brought to my attention, and I was shamed. <laughs>
0: By our, our quality control, that's man. That's
1: correct. I was publicly flogged, and that's okay. So I went ahead, and I did ELO. And Billie Eilish. Now, not against each other, yeah, but no. what do you think? This is not a pecking of, order. It is not. Hello, <laughs> th- we so, know who would win. <laughs> yeah, they're
0: supposed to be similar. Yeah, know? and they are not they're similar, not, you know. and
1: they're not in the same league. So um, we asked you to weigh in on both of them, and you did, and we thank you so much. So many results. We really appreciate it. No surprise, David, for ELO. Hmm. 100% of respondents said, hell Yes.
0: Yeah, I didn't think there were too many cannibalistic, humanoid underground dwellers who would hate ELO. Right, I I mean... mean, Who would open up their filthy sewer holes and say anything against ELO.
1: If they did, disown. I would have to disown them because you and I are huge ELO fans. I mean, there's no reason not to be. Absolutely love them. Classic, amazing. Now... We know that's part of the classics. Now, we're also progressive and cool as fuck, we'd like to think.
0: Uh, in other words, what she's saying is basically we want to stop catering to dinosaurs like David and reach a, a younger audience, which is fair. I
1: actually didn't say anything like that. <laughs> but we do want to also <laughs> we want to recognize that there are... Fuck me. And there are other artists out there that you may be listening to, and you may be curious what we think, and we're curious what you think. And Billie Eilish is one of those. And so, of the people that responded, we had 96% say, hell yes, and 4% say, hell no, or uh, no. And uh, interesting. Uh, I will share that I'm a huge Billie Eilish fan. She's wildly talented. I think that the songwriting that her brother does is brilliant. I love it, love it, love it. And I even love her new blonde hair.
0: Well, yeah, I'm a little surprised at the positive response to Billie Eilish because she seems to get a lot of hate in like uh various posts, like uh, Fender, for example. Well, hey, we have a Billie Eilish edition ukulele and everybody's oh, boo, boo, boo. you know, she gets a lot of hate and everything she because does. Uh, you know, at a glance it's like, Oh, the green hair and the mopey, oh, aren't you mopey and, and uh, you know, depressed teenager, how, how how exciting. But I've given her a fair uh shake and a fair hearing and she really is good, honestly. Um, I I would prefer more variety. I'm sorry. I, I think she should pick up kick out the jams a little bit once in a while, but that's just not her thing. I mean, I don't know about a whole Billy Eilish album. I probably I probably would listen to an entire album, but uh, most
1: of her stuff is upbeat, though. It's
0: if you want to call that upbeat, I, I guess. I mean, maybe I'm hearing the wrong stuff. I listen to okay. you know, eh, fair half enough. Half dozen dozen songs and everything. I didn't fair hear enough. a hell of a lot of upbeat. However, uh, on the on the plus side, she she did a Bond theme and uh, but. From a movie that should have been released, uh, it's been delayed a year and a half. But uh, she did a bond theme, which we'll all be seeing. It's soon. a good theme. I heard it. it. It is a good theme, and it has it definitely has that. Uh, uh, this was not co-written by George Martin because he's dead. And uh, like John Barry, no, John Barry, sorry, John Barry. Like, wait. Yeah, John Barry. Uh, like many of the other uh, themes. And But, of course, that doesn't make her cool in and of itself, because if doing a Bond theme made you cool, then Sam Smith would be cool, because he did the last Abomination, and he could play Bond and he wouldn't be cool. I mean, <laughs> that, was, wow. that was a now, suck fest.
1: Just remember that you apologized for how mean you were to Sam well, <laughs> back in the day. You were super mean, and then you said, hey, Sam, <laughs> I may have been a little harsh this time. Now we're going back to harsh. Well, we may come back on the apology tour I mean, on this you know, one.
0: Yeah, peace with Sam, and I'll just keep your music far away from me. That's fine. <sighs> but um oh uh, but i I've learned to like Billy Alish, I really have, and um as far what as what brought you
1: around Any, uh, is there a song or
0: no, no, I just listen to uh honestly when I'm trying to discover somebody new, I go for and unless uh somebody like Christina puts a, together a playlist for me the uh the uh, digital equivalent of the mixtape, barring that uh special attention, I'll usually just listen to the the top. You know, dozen or so songs on a playlist or whatever, and that's brought me around on uh, more on Iron Maiden mm, and uh, some sense. other acts that I've really learned to appreciate more, and Billie Eilish too. Now ELO, I mean, I, I've loved ELO since this is this is this is my time. This is the Stone Age, you know. ELO goes way way back and. Uh, some people have said that they are what the Beatles would sound like if they had stayed together. I mean, certainly elements of it. I mean, well, because the Beatles had the strings. They had the George Martin, who's a bona fide composer, who did a Bond uh, soundtrack, by the way. And um, the uh, uh, band ELO has incorporated, has, has their own strings. They have their own uh, little tiny string section, and but they're a rock and roll band, awesome killer pop. And I think maybe there is something to that, what the Beatles would have sounded like. At least sometimes they would have sounded like ELO. But Jeff Lynne is just a genius to me, and that is a really solid group. So if it were a pecking order, I would, of course, pick them. But I like both of these acts, actually, so I would kind of of give the thumbs up to both of them.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think it looks like most people agreed with you. Mm -hmm. So that is badass. We probably won't be doing very many double headers, and if we do, it will be asking you to pick one over the other. But if I am made aware of a horrible oversight on my part, I will certainly rectify the situation as I did in this case. Yes,
0: we have a a, uh, tech support and quality control agent um, who... uh Somehow. Well, we haven't had to call on, at least for tech support, in a while. That's crazy. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, But uh, I'm glad uh, to catch the uh, quality control. Even occasionally I might spot something here and there. For sure. uh,
1: All right. So guess what time it is. It is time for the next band. And this time it's a band that is a Christina Bonafide Discovery. I like to go out to band camp and try to find new music. And this time I found Desperate Journalist, which is probably one of my favorite band names. And the song they shared with us is called Fault. They are from the UK. They are certainly alt-rock. And I just have to tell you, this entire song is built around a funky, trebly bass line. It is certainly alt-rock, but very modern new wave. And the foundation is solid, which makes way for the ethereal vocals and soundscape. Now, they are very experimental with sound effects that appear... To be made with clever use of guitar pedals a la Radiohead, this band is everything I want in a band. It's a little rock, pop, new wave, and as a bonus, is female-fronted. So, Fault, by the way, this particular song, is a release from their forthcoming album, Maximum Sorrow, due out in July. Now, I have to say I have a particular kinship with this band because... Our recent album is called Evolution of Sorrow. So apparently, we are having a sorrow fest and should go on tour together.
0: So your, your sorrow is evolving, though, but they've they've actually reached maximum. So I think they're trying to outdo
1: you. All right, this is Desperate Journalist. <laughs> That was Desperate Journalist with Fault, and you can find them at DesperateJournalist.co.uk, and I advise you to do so.
0: Did I say I was ready? Mm-hmm. That, I might have. I might have overstated. It. Fair
1: enough. Fuck you. Fuck perhaps, uh, yeah.
0: perhaps I'll, I'll feel more. I'll feel more up for this uh, segment if I caress I the, think, the microphone. I think.
1: I think you have to just. You have to get really into it, fuck
0: you. You gotta be on the receiving end. You got to see what what does the mic want to feel? That's correct. Uh, it doesn't want to be spit on, spit on or anything. No. It wants to be caressed. Uh. Caressed. All right. Now, we mentioned there were new features. Well, here's one of them. What am I herring? Now, you know, when I heard this, I was thinking like I would have said heron because heron is a, but uh, again, the ornithological wealth of knowledge you're picking up here. Christina has found a bird indeed called a herring, not Like the herring fish, like the knights who say knee in Monty Python and the the Holy Grail, command them to cut down the mightiest tree in the forest with. Uh, Not that kind of herring, or the red herring, uh, the uh, red herring used in hunts and and, and, in film uh, film scripts as devices. Not that at all, but an actual bird called a herring. So the question is, what am I herring? Obviously, we're talking about hearing here. For this new feature, we focus on the most hilarious, absurd, and bizarre misinterpretations of song lyrics. We recite the wrong line and see if the other person can provide the correct line. Now, I'm not going to do, she might, so I'm not going to say what it is, but there's one that everybody, it's the go-to. In fact, there was a website called, I shouldn't say it.
1: Rubbed up like a douche? No,
0: (laughs) KissThisGuy.com.
1: There was actually a website
0: for uh, misheard song lyrics called KissThisGuy.com. And I mean... Excuse me. Did anyone, while I kiss this, this guy, did anybody ever really think? I mean, you can go, ha ha, it sounds like, but nobody ever really thought that. I, I assume. Uh, and this is another case like that, or did they? Well, let me see. Mm. the uh, The common perception, misperception, and because we're starting out, this is like uh, an episode. This is like uh, a spoiler thing. We're starting out telling you what the wrong thing is. Right. So that's the whole point of the uh, the feature. Correct. Is Manfred Man's Earth Band, Blinded by the Light. And the line in question is Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another runner in the night. So the first thing is to see if Christina knows what it actually is.
1: <laughs> Blinded by the light, revved up like a douche, another runner in the night.
0: Now, did you get that from the song just by hearing no, it? No. No. I thought it said douche. Oh. Oh. Okay. I sang
1: douche for years. I only found deuce because I happened upon something on TV. And they said, that is not what it is. And I'm like, oh, what the hell it is? And they're like, it's revved up like a douche. Then I went back and listened to it, and I went, oh, my God. It still sounds like douche. I still sing douche.
0: I uh, misheard it, but not that part. You see, uh, Well, of course, the much more famous Manfred Mann version was modified from the Bruce Springsteen original. He wrote it and recorded it first. Now, personally, I never thought it said douche. No one would use douche in a song, not even a douche like Bruce Springsteen. So, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it said wrapped up, but like a deuce, you know, wrapped up like a deuce. I was half right. Now, deuce is one of those words that can mean a hundred different things. Like joint. I mean, joint can mean anything. Spike Lee calls his movie joints. It can be a marijuana cigarette. It can be a penitentiary. A it can yeah. be a juke joint. It can be any kind of building. It, mm-hmm. it can be a prison. It can be a right. knife. It can be your dick. It can be anything. Right. You know? uh, besides the number two in playing cards, however, Deuce has been used as a mild... Oath, substituting for the word devil, and I love this usage. E.g., "What the deuce are you talking about?" <laughs> I love that. People well, I've should never say heard that. that. Yes. I like it. You hear that, and it's like one of those Dickensian things, right? Exactly. You, know? you hear this. I absolutely love that usage there. Um, the deuce you say, but the archa- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. In fact, now you are. I'm going to try it. to bring that back. You know, <laughs> uh, but the archaic and mostly forgotten meaning is the one that I ascribed to, and what I assumed it meant that of a rolled-up cigarette, marijuana or otherwise. Had I known they were saying revved up, I probably would have made the association with deuce as in the car. Now, that's the way Springsteen wrote it. Cut loose like a deuce. Uh, Reference to the deuce coupe, which was famously driven by Paul Lematt's character John Milner in American Graffiti, and even more famously sung about by the Beach Boys in their hit Little Deuce Coupe. You all know that one, but for my part, I thought it meant... Wrapped up like a deuce, meaning rolled up tightly like a joint, or wound up tightly as intense. That reminds me of that lame old joke. Have you heard about sex while capping? It's fucking intense. <laughs> Did you know that one? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, but
1: I was thinking of the old one. The whole like, oh, I go to, the, I went to the therapist, and he said, I said, I'm a teepee, I'm a wigwam, I'm a teepee, I'm a wigwam, and he said, you know what? You're too tense. You're t-
0: <laughs> that's a, that's even better. I love that's that. Better one. and more fit for uh, mixed uh, mixed company. Right. Funny. But I, no, I thought a deuce was a cigarette or a joint, and uh, even though no urban dictionary style reference speaks of that today, I can't find that reference anymore. However, but I, I thought that. Then where'd you get that idea from? Was, did you come to you in a nightmare? Did you wake up sweating? No, I remember because there's a very obscure Chuck Berry song called wow. Yeah, called A Deuce, and mm. it goes something like this. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> okay, please sing it. Please sing please it. Please sing it. Yeah. Please? It's it's kind of a jaunty little thing. Very, a very catchy little thing. I just don't remember exactly Pretty how. Pretty please? Uh, I would love to accommodate, right. would oblige you on this one. but You won't. All right. Chuck Berry's Deuce has these charming lines. So we pulled up by the roadside and we both lit up a deuce. Ah. She started scanning my FM band and wow, did we get loose. <laughs> Car got warm and smoky. We just jammed till dawn. I noticed she was getting really stoned. So I said, wow, let's get it on. That's actually how the song goes.
1: <laughs> well played, <laughs> well Mr. Played, Barry. Right?
0: So it says, uh, started cuddling while she's getting stoned. She wasn't quite stoned enough. So watch it when she's all stoned and acting lovey and loose. All al- <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? Edgy. All alone, you want to get in on light up another deuce, light up another deuce. So from having that in my head, I thought a deuce was wow. a cigarette. And I thought, you know, this is a person who's saying they're wrapped up tightly, they're wound up tight, like a like a cigarette, like a hand-rolled cigarette. Kind of like
1: losing their religion.
0: Yeah. Way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way, way off on this one. So that's where my idea of it is. Now, my fellow soldiers in the Kiss Army will recognize that it's also the title of a classic Kiss song and a frequent show opener The key part going, baby, if you're feeling good, baby, if you're feeling nice, you know your man is working hard, he's worth a deuce. So inquiring minds want to know, is your hard-working man worth a cigarette? Or is he so spectacular that he's worth a retro muscle car? (laughs) I mean, he'd have to be really working hard to be worth a deuce like that. So uh, apparently neither, as the song's composer Gene Simmons claims to have no idea what the lyrics mean. That's the misheard lyric uh, this time, and... uh, we both had it wrong in one way or another. No no excuse, whatever, for their pronunciation of it. I think they no. were doing it on purpose. Probably. Okay. So that 45 years later, we'd be still talking about talking it. About
1: the douche, yes. Talking about the douche, yes.
0: Talking about the douche. Anyway, everybody thought it said that, or at least everybody thought they thought it said that. That's right. All right. So let's see. What does that leave? Uh, probably six or seven features for you.
1: <laughs> All right. So time for yet another artist crazy this time it is a band called no dice and the song is sync now this band is out of ohio you know you notice there's kind of a theme we have a lot of international bands but i love it when there's some here from the midwest from the northeast the northwest the southwest so it's kind of fun so here in america we got no dice they are classic alternative rock if you ask me this particular song wow it has heartfelt lyrics about what I assume is depression. While its topic is certainly sobering, the overall feel is hopeful, which I love, with a hint of melancholy, which is kind of, you know, even though the Smiths is kind of a snark fest, and we'll <laughs> talk about that in a second, they have that feel, right? There's a upbeat, you know, kind of a feel with a little bit of melancholy. Um, And that chimey, reverb-heavy electric guitar is reminiscent of the Smiths and R.E.M. and The Cure, some of my favorites. And the vocals are earnest, longing, and certainly insistent. There are moments where the vocalist is almost talking. And it feels very intimate, like he's talking directly to you. And I love it when a song can do that. It's not a rap. It's not singing. It's just a moment where it's almost like he breaks down in his humanity just comes out it's like breaking the fourth wall it's just this amazing moment i love that a song can do that and the final lyric is you think i'm dead but i'm not yet so there is always hope while he's sinking he's still here this is no dice Alright, that was No Dice with Sync. And you can find them on Bandcamp as I did at No Dice Official Band.
0: And I gotta say, you're coming up with acts with absolutely phenomenal names tonight. <laughs> right? Phantom Divine, I mean seriously?
1: <laughs> Desperate journalist?
0: Desperate journalist. What? I mean two killers There are so many bands out there with like you've got to be kidding me shit ass <laughs> names and yeah. these are these are killers and now no dice no and dice some of you younger things intended in the audience might have never heard it used in the in that way because who knows what the kids are saying these days <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but i mean you know oh oh you want to uh, you want that, that no no dice, no, no, dice. No, no dice not happening you know no, i think it's a happen. great name the implications it's a great name for a band it's kind of snarky it's kind of smithsy it is and uh, i just love that about it so terrific and uh you played the song earlier, and it's just phenomenal. Right. So, Isn't it yeah. a gr- yeah, there's just really some great is.
1: artists. So one of the my favorite parts of my, if you will – I mean, I don't get paid for this job, but of this job, right, of going out and doing it. And I don't have to go listen to other bands. We get submissions, but that's fun part is when I, I come across bands like this, and I just – it hits me right away, and I'm like, oh, we have to play them. And uh, obviously, I'm going and I'm looking for alt rock, right? Or if I go out to band camp and we have a theme, I'm looking for songs with that theme in it. But it was really fun just to go to alt rock and just start hitting play. It wow. was so fun. I love discovering new music, which is why this is the perfect you know sort of job <laughs> uh-huh. you know So it we should get be to a job you know? right it should be. Anybody want to pay us? That's fine. just talk to us. But uh, enough about that and about the the show prep. how about the next feature? Oh, and that's you.
0: Right, another me, another new feature, brand yes. new feature, bringing the number up to what was it, one hundred twenty-six, one hundred twenty-six, like twenty-seven, thereabouts. Yeah, um, there's three or four sheets of attachments, and every single time, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, just so um, we
1: remember what we have.
0: Yeah, so we, as if we're ever going to go back, you know? <laughs> <I know. laughs> as if you're not going to come up with a new one every time. <laughs> I know. But this is a great one called "That to Gulls," and for this new feature, we discuss ballsy, bold, and groundbreaking moves made by artists, e.g. Videos, lyrics, subjects, etc. Record labels, producers, etc. So, what are gulls anyway? I, I'm thinking it's probably a midpoint between guts and balls, you know, something like that. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so, who is really? the fearless, audacious artist in question this time? A band and a song that absolutely everybody knows: Leonard Skinnerd with their iconic "Sweet Home Alabama." Now you know the song. I know you do. You know it. Now, this instance is and or has the potential to be a very tangled web, a, a skein, if you will, of misunderstandings. You know what's funny? I actually looked up the definition of that to be sure I wasn't misusing it today. Yeah, skein. And like the third <laughs> definition down, you're not going to be. You know what a skein is in the animal world? No. It is a flock of um, fowl-like geese. I mean, I see skeins all the time here in both studios compound. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, it's amazing. A skein. I didn't know
1: it also but meant that.
0: I just thought, okay, it's a, it's a knitting thing. I don't do that, but I mean, it's a tangle. Right, it's a tangle. It's right. a it's a tangle.
1: So no, a that's skein. what I got. skein.
0: I thought it was a better wow. word. Wow!
1: No, I like but skein. That's nice.
0: So uh, you know, there's so many potential misunderstandings here that I think it will take an Amway-style meeting to sort it out. <laughs> So, uh,
1: What you don't know is all my meetings that I have. He's like, oh, are you on an Amway? Did you have a lot of Amways today? No I mean, matter what the meeting, he calls all has, my meetings I mean, Amway. It's got to be
0: a multi-level marketing thing. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody has meetings like she does. You know? uh, so uh, let's begin. Uh, first, the lines themselves. Leonard Skynyrd sang, Well, I heard Mr. Young sing about her. Well, I heard old Neil put her down. Well, I hope Neil Young will remember... A southern man don't need him around anyhow, and she's over there singing and miming, because you gotta. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, now, the song appeared on Leonard Skinner's second album, Second Helping. Uh, the first album, which is called Pronounced Leonard Skinnerd, which was a complete waste of time, because nobody says it like that. No. Leonard Skinnerd, which That's is uh, named after, av- which is, they had a teacher, Leonard Skinner, they just threw a D on there, and uh, gussied up the spelling a bit. So that it's clever, except everybody says Leonard Skinner. Nobody, said, nobody says Leonard. Nobody. nobody. I don't even think the band nobody. said it. They don't. So that album had done all right uh, and also uh, featured a legendary song that everybody also knows Freebird. And you know the song has become an institution when we even name episodes of the show after it. That's right. Right? Every, what song is you want to hear? Freebird. Everybody knows Freebird. Just don't yell that at any band concert. We've had that yelled at us before. I mean, unless it's Leonard Skinner up there, don't do Freebird. Don't yeah, say Freebird. Don't say it unless it's a Leonard Skinner tribute band. Don't exactly.
1: Do it, yeah. Also, don't play Stairway to Heaven and, and when you in go into Guitar a Center, guitar center yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely not. But as I remember, reading in the magazines of the time, uh, as nearly as I can remember, the quote: lead singer Ronnie Van Zant said with a gambler's grin, "This will either." break us wide open or piss everybody off so bad we won't get a second chance. Obviously, since we're still talking about it in 2021, the latter did not happen. No. But I've seen journalists refer many times to the lyric and suggest that they're a reference to Neil Young's song, Southern Man. Now, I knew from the beginning this could not be the case. Southern Man contains lines about crosses burning and bullwhips cracking and people screaming, and uh, Neil Young was condemning these things, naturally. (laughs) And still does. And certainly not ascribing them to all Southern men. Uh, a somewhat lesser-known song, except you know, me, because I was nine years old at the time and already listening to Neil Young's albums after the Gold Rush and Harvest. Uh, the song uh, "Southern Man" everybody knows more, but the lesser-known song that this uh, Leonard Skinner song is actually about was called Alabama, and the lyric goes something like this: Alabama, you got the weight on your shoulders that's breaking your back. Your Cadillac has got a wheel in the ditch and a wheel on the track. I'm from a new land. I come to you and see all this ruin. What are you doing, Alabama? You got the rest of the union to help you along. What's going wrong? So basically, it sounds like he's saying your state's kind of fucked up. And understandably, Leonard Skinner wasn't too pleased with that being uh, of that uh, region. One of the misunderstandings about this was that Leonard Skinner was showing support for the governor of Alabama and the Birmingham police chief and the policies of segregation. Now, we've all heard the civil rights stories about fire hoses and dogs and such, right? Oh, yeah. The lyric, in Birmingham, they love the governor. Well, we all did what we can do. Now, what's easily missed here is, and I just found out about this, too— that after the word governor, the lines are boo, boo, boo. Now, I always thought it was saying ooh, 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 just mm-hmm. a generic nothing. It's, they're actually booing the governor. Ah. And the we all did what we can do part meant they did what they could to get rid of him. So it's entirely different from the way it sounds. A mm. uh, very important distinction. And here's an interesting little bit of trivia there, by the way, about the song. One of the backing vocalists on the famous tracks, We Don't Love Alabama, is Mary Clayton, who sings the duet with Mick Jagger in the Rolling Stones. Iconic Gimme Shelter. That's her with that super high vocal. Wow. And uh, since she's black, they had to explain to her what the song was about and not about before she would participate in it. I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, it's not that. And she's, okay, I'll sing on it. Right. So, did this start a bitter feud between the two artists? Was it the 70s equivalent of Eminem and Insane Clown Posse? (laughs) No, No. In fact, Neil Young said this, quote, Actually, the song is more about a personal thing than it is about a state. And I'm just using the name and that state to hide whatever it is I have to hide. I don't know what that means. Oh, well, you got to understand that people are not going to figure no. that out on their own. They're going to be like, you just dissed my whole state.
1: Are you sure? Also, maybe it was a, a smokescreen after because he realized he pissed people off. You never know, because he's a, he's 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 not a rabble rouser. He's a peacemaker in a lot of ways. You know, that's a Neil Young thing. I'm not a huge Neil Young fan of his music, but. I, you know, I think he's a peaceful man.
0: Yeah, uh, I think so. And uh, whether he's just trying to uh, like you know it's, pull I it out. I didn't even know. I didn't mean nice it. It's just nice save and everything. He yeah, did nice say save, right? in his 2012 autobiography, Waging Heavy Peace, I don't like my words when I listen to it. They're accusatory and condescending, not fully thought out and too easy to misconstrue. Uh, yeah, super easy to misconstrue. And he well, I do also said— think he was saving face then. I he might have think... been saving face. And yeah. I think
1: that's smart. I would too. Yeah.
0: And he also said of the song, he said, they play like they mean it. I'm proud to be mentioned in a song like theirs, which, uh, you know, hey, I got to hand it to him for that one.
1: Well, I will say about that song there, that moment in that song is such a strong fuck you in such a relaxed way. I have never heard its equal. And, and Southern man don't need any, you know, any Just, yeah. just th- there it is. I don't Old need your Neil. shit yeah, I mean, yeah. he,
0: he was already a legend by then, right. And, and they're, they're just like, like hey, oh, we don't need Neil. you. You know, we don't need you. And you it's know. just
1: like such a, it's such a understated fuck you. Yeah, it's and really it's so like relaxed and just you know, just hey, we don't need you anyhow. Fuck off. <laughs>
0: <That's> it. It's <laughs> there's so much there's so much cocky to it. There there's so is. Much, it's just brilliant. It was a real great yeah. ploy on their part. It was. And Neil Young accepted the rebuke. Uh, And it was said that he had actually gone on and performed Sweet Home Alabama Live himself at points in the future. Yeah.
3: Wow. What a
0: good sport, you know? And I love to hear that kind of stuff. Me too. There's a similar story uh, involving an indie alt-rocker you probably never heard of called Mojo Nixon, whose uh, tunes include, Debbie Gibson is Pregnant with My Two-Headed Love Child... Burned down the... She's looking like, what? What the fuck? Burned down the malls, and an opus proclaiming his mad lust for the delightfully pixie-like VJ from the early MTV days, Martha Quinn. Remember her? Gorgeous. <laughs>
1: Loved it. Wanted uh, to be Martha.
0: That song was called Stuffin' Martha's Muffin. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's Mojo Nixon for you. He's that kind of guy. I'm good. And he, being the sworn enemy of so-called corporate rock... Naturally, hated the Eagles. <laughs> if you hate Corporate Rock, you hate the Eagles. So when uh, word of a possible reunion started to float about, and we all know what happened, but yes. the Hell Freezes Over tour and the yes. which Christina went to, yes. and the Long Road Out of Eden album, uh, Nixon recorded a song called Don Henley Must Die. It went Fuck <laughs> <me>. <laughs> he's he's on the fringe, you know. Wow. Uh, and it went uh, Don Henley Must Die. Don't let him get back together with Glenn Fry. And uh, Don Henley uh, went to a Mojo wow. Nixon show once and jumped up on the stage and lustily sang along with the chorus. And I gotta say, you gotta love that kind of sense of humor. So hats off to Neil Young. But what about Leonard Skinner? Oh, Neil Young was bearing the uh, hatchet. So what about uh, the band? Well, Ronnie Van Zant is seen on the cover of the album "Street Survivors," which is sitting right next to me in both studios here, uh, wearing a Neil Young t-shirt. That album "Street Survivors" contained such great radio fare as that groupie classic, What's Your Name?, the anti-booze and drug cautionary tale, That Smell, and a tune called You Got That Right. And on this one, Van Zant sings, When my time's up, I'll hold my own. You won't find me in an old folks' home. Achingly prophetic in light of the fact that a mere three days after the album's release, the fateful plane crash killed Van Zant, guitarist Steve Gaines, and Gaines' sister backing vocalist Cassie. Ouch. Years later, brother Johnny Van Zant would reform the band, but I suppose it could just as easily have been Donnie or Lonnie or sisters Bonnie and Connie. Uh, <laughs> Either way, you can't keep a good band down, and their legacy remains, though not hewn into the living rock of Stonehenge. Uh, their legacy definitely remains. And i got to say, in the often acrimonious world of entertainment, it's good to see that... Harmonious hearts and flowers were maintained between artists on both sides of this misunderstanding. So, Leonard Skinner's gulls ultimately paid off.
1: Alright, so, hmm, we are getting very, very close to revealing our last few artists. So, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Soaring Blackbirds. This is a song called Lucy. They are local. They're an L.A. band. They are hard rock and punk rock and also have quite a few... Alternative al- la, 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 Alternative elements To their music Now for this particular song Raise your glasses This is classic dive bar rock I see them on stage at the world famous doll hut And I'm loving what I'm seeing and I'm hearing I hear a Green Day influence And um, And I'm totally in. I found myself singing along and it stayed with me for days after. This is music that ushers in a great weekend with friends. This is just one of those tracks. Almost makes me wish my name was Lucy. Almost. (laughs) Almost. That was the Soaring Blackbirds with Lucy. You can find them at thesoaringblackbirds.com. Hmm. Remember we were talking, or at least David was talking, quite a bit about those new features? Well, there's another one. So this is going to be three of four. We promised four, and we are good on our promises. We like to make good on them, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, we like to hold ourselves to them.
2: You can count. Yeah, you
1: can. And this one is moves like... Yes, yes, yes. I know it sounds like Jagger. That's all very, very intentional, folks. And this is where we review artists that clearly took their nods from their musical heroes that came before them. And is it good, bad, or ugly? Now, sometimes the results are very powerful. And you think, oh, I hear that element, but it is still uniquely them.
4: Yeah.
1: And I'm totally in. Love, love, love. And then there's those where you go, wow, there's a lot of elements of those. But there's just enough that it still makes them unique with a nod, and you still go, God, I'm still in. Great shit. And then there's some where you say, wait a minute. You're like almost an identity theft person. You have stolen the identity of this band or you know the identity of the music or whatever it is. You have stolen it, you've ripped it away, and you've tried to make it your own and sell it as your own, and it doesn't work. And to me, an example of the it doesn't work because it is too derivative, it is too exact, it is too much of a clone, if you will, is Greta Von Fleet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, again, if you love Led Zeppelin, you're going to love Greta Von Fleet, and not because it has elements, but because it is, at least their early music, was a direct ripoff. And I'm okay with borrowing. We talked about this earlier. I'm okay with borrowing. I'm okay with a little sampling here and there. I'm okay with a nod or a gesture. I'm okay if we go, oh, that was a so-and-so riff. That's cool. But when I feel that you're lifting an entire style or an entire entire work or a voice or everything from that band, that's when I start to think, well, are you a tribute band? Or are you an original band? And we know how I feel about tribute bands. Well, the band is still alive (laughs) and touring. You know, and for this, in this particular example, Led Zeppelin is not touring though they're alive so I'm okay with Mm. with having those so it was when they had a Saturday Night Live uh, performance which is coveted I mean I would die to play on Saturday Night Live right I mean that is a moment and that's when the controversy started it really really started there because there were immediate comparisons to Led Zeppelin and also Rush for multiple reasons So the lead singer has a voice similar to Robert Plant. And it's not only only his voice and tone, but he can also pull off the scream or howl that Plant is known for. And the guitarist plays similar riffs to Jimmy Page. So there are two schools of thought. One, that that they're just a plain ripoff. And number two, people are like, Oh, thank God, they are bringing back, you know, 70s rock. Well, bringing back 70s rock by bringing back elements or pieces of it or some style choices or even some vocal riffing makes sense to me. But lifting an entire identity of a band, to me, that's theft. And that's kind of what I feel like here. So there was the notable instance of disapproval that was done by Pitchfork. And what they said is, Gretaphone Fleet sound like they did weed exactly once. Called the cops and tried to record a Zeppelin album before they arrested themselves. <laughs> <laughs> the poor kids from Frankenmuth, Michigan, didn't even realize that there's. They're more of an algorithmic fever dream than an actual rock band.
0: Oh, that's some cold shit.
1: So yeah, so <laughs> that is fucking brutal. And that's the thing, when you sound exactly like it, and you're not in something called a tribute band, and you're trying to pot it off as your own music, it's a huge concern. And that's why this is a concern for me. And so the response of Greta von Fleet was, it's unfortunate they'd be putting that energy out in the world, but it's their prerogative, I guess. Ultimately, I'd like to think there's substance to what we're doing. Obviously, we hear the similarity. That's one of the influences of ours, but... At this point, it's like, okay, we've acknowledged that. Let's move on. Well, you know what? The time that I am okay moving on and the time that it is a moves like Jaeger that I can handle is a time where it's a nod or a gesture or a sample, but not when you are completely ripping it off. So what they're doing currently is much better than what they were doing before. They don't sound like a ripoff. Here's the thing.
0: The kid's voice is deepening. That was always <laughs> that was always a deal breaker for me. That I mean, when he started that sound, that sound coming out of his donut hole, forget about it.
1: You know? <laughs> True, right? And so I think you know, I think the thing that made that cheapens the whole thing for me is let's say, for example, I could sing like Ann Wilson. Oh. I can't, but let's Imagine. say I could, oh. and Bruce could play. Like Nancy Wilson. Well, and Br- we Br- went out. You
0: can, but I mean, you know, it's. You
1: and know. we went out and we called ourselves Flowers, right? Instead of heart, yeah. we're Flower, okay? Yeah. And we were singing songs that sounded exactly like theirs with riffs, and I was singing in her style. Fuck us. Yeah, we're going to go far because we sound like heart, but that's that's their that's their bread and butter. That's their money.
0: So we're not heart, we're ticker. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. No, we're flower. We're not even the same. It's We're not an organ. We are an organism. Do you there see? You
3: there you
1: go. You know, so I feel like that's cheap. And sure, can I make a name for myself sounding like a heart ripoff? I'm sure I could. But will anyone respect me and will they see me as my own band? Probably not. And I think that's the problem when you take too many of the moves of Jaeger.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, they're, they're an earache to me. Uh, mo- if, when, they, when they're when they jamming, it's okay. I yeah. mean, it doesn't seem like, wow, this is so inspired or anything. But it's it's certainly nice. But when the kids start singing, holy crap. I remember <laughs> listening to covers of White Room. Uh, we were talking about White Room, and I listened to a couple of covers. I think you, you actually brought them up, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ace Frehley's so. and uh, Greta, the kid is singing at like three octaves too yeah. high, and it's like anyone can fake a, a, a falsetto. I mean, I, knew, yeah. I mean, any, I mean, anyone can fake a deep voice, right? Right. Much easier than going up high. In fact, uh, I remember a funny comment by Iggy Pop uh, when he did his first solo album, The Idiot, uh, in Berlin with Bowie. Bowie wrote all the music and everything. They were working together, and he persuaded him to drop his voice an octave. And Iggy said. I sound like a real man on this. <laughs> 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 That's what Greta Van Fleet Singer should do. Maybe he's growing up and maybe he'll lose it's that. much better. It's, yeah, I it's think better. they're
1: going places now, less derivative, more influence.
0: Yeah, they, they incurred a lot of ill will somewhere along the they way because people were just disgusted by them or pissed off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I, I never uh, I'd love to hear anything new by them. I wasn't that knocked out the first time. But, uh, oh, by the way, I think you know how we usually point out, or at least mention in passing, the uh, the uh, song that the feature is based on, is, uh, is a riff off of. In this case, it's Moves Like Jagger <laughs> by everybody's favorite, Maroon 5. I mean, honestly, Maroon 5. It sounds like a particularly virulent strain of some kind of pestilence, and, they will
1: not reveal what their name means. Oh, Lord. They it's, refuse.
0: It, I mean, except for the difference being an actual plague would be worthy of study and attention, and Maroon, <laughs> Maroon 5 is not. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. So, uh, good. Uh, well, we, we got a little use out of them. And, uh, however, I don't mind your bringing it up uh, as a reference to the for the feature, because it can't hurt me if I don't hear it. All right, next up is Angelo Unali. He's an old favorite of mine. A uh, great hard rocker out of New Mexico. Uh, it was enormous musical talent and awesome material. And all, in addition to that, if that were not enough, if for whatever reason anybody decided to have a an impromptu, coolest-looking dude contest anywhere, in any room, at any time, he would certainly win. Okay, And even despite all that, he is admirably and inspirationally humble and thankful. Now, yes, this is a person who gives thanks every day, publicly, and I, I just love to see that. And he's a big Spice Girls fan and makes no bones about it. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, if if he were a chick, I would marry him. You know, (laughs) it's like that, basically. Uh, And he is a frequent nominee and occasional winner of the New Mexico Music Awards. And I'm very happy to say that he's uh, nominated again this year. And I'm really hoping he uh, gets some more, takes home some more, whatever those things are made out of him. Chocolate. Chocolate, there you go. Oh, that would be great. (laughs) <laughs> I played him on the very first Soup Kitchen, and, and if you don't know what that show is, uh, just right now, take a page from Angelo's book and drop to your knees and give thanks. If you <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, his music is reminiscent of Danzig and Metallica. It's just this awesome ass in general. And the thing about, oh, and he actually did a a kind of a uh, uh, lounge version cover of the infamous Scarred for Life Maria by Blondie. So <laughs> 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 that will haunt me forever because huh. I, cu- I couldn't get it. Um, and the thing about this track is that it actually can rightly be called alternative instead of just you know his usual hard rock or metal, because the uh, the bass riffs and guitar effects make it much more fitting for that than any of his other body of work. So I'm really glad that uh, you know, we found this one for the show because it seems to fit quite well, and and I really just love this powerful, engaging number of Angelo's called "Violent Prayer." <laughs>
5: Between the whispers and screams, Inside the vile drains, we are sick of things, what cannot be seen. I am the death machine through all that is fine. The body is gone, but the sound lasts forever. Behold the things
0: Angelo Unale with Violent Prayer. Was that violent enough for you? He gets heavier, believe me. Check him out over at Reverb Nation. Angelo Unale.
1: U-N-A-L-E, just in case you don't know.
0: Just in case you don't know.
1: You should, but you may not.
0: And uh, as Mr. Seeger sang, turn the page. What do I find when I turn the page? It looks like a feature, and it looks like it has my name on. It. Is this it another? Does. Is this another one of your typos?
1: Uh, no, 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 sir. This is uh, this is correct, and this is the fourth and final new feature.
0: Well, new feature, and this one is called "Forget Me Not." Now, I guess we're to infer from that that a knot is a bird, correct. right? Yes. Oh, lovely. Anything you want to pass on about this bird? Is um, it? Um, uh,
1: it is not uh, naughty. It is unexpected. Go look up a knot. Look up a jager. They're very. They're not what you would think, and some of them are not even native to the United States. So I encourage you when you hear these funky bird names to go check them out because they're wacky. I
0: birds are such magnificent creatures. We just love them here, and yes. there's so many that I'm not familiar with, and I just can't wait. Which is why the we called
1: our show "Birds of a Feather." Is we both love birds. And we're BFFs, so it makes sense. And we flock together when you have love of music, you know, indie music, any music, and uh, you know that's kind of where it all came from. So we live and breathe birds.
0: Obviously, we do, and birds and cheese, and that's uh, these <laughs> these feature names. Uh, nowhere near the point where I won't say them because I'm we'll get proud I think we'll to get there at this. some point. <laughs> this is actually a pretty safe one. And forget me nots is a new feature wherein we review couples. That made or make today music together, and I don't know what happened to my brain, like in the last year or two. But there's one conspicuous music couple that made music that uh, recorded together that we've actually karaokeed, and they didn't occur to me. Uh, we actually did karaoke of this couple. And it did not occur to me. I I, I figured out who I wanted to do because it was the only thing that came to mind. Besides the captain and Tennille, the only other one that came to mind was this Life couple.
4: Will keep us I mean, together. they're
0: great, you know. Uh, this was the only other one that came to mind. And then I went and looked at a list online, and it was a lot of you know stuff I don't care about, like Gavin Rossdale. Who gives a shit what he does, you know? <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bush. Come on, yeah. I don't <laughs> care who. God. I don't care who he's with. Yeah. Glycerine. But, oh God, everything's Zen. Oh my God, nothing is Zen, zen. dude. As long as you're out there making records, yeah, yeah. nothing is out. Nothing yes. Zen with me when I hear that shit. <laughs> um, but I will leave the other uh, superstar couple to you if you ever want to do it, or if not. And I'm going to go with my first uh, instinct, the one I remembered, which is probably the last. Couple that anyone would think of because they don't record under the na- under their own names. Uh, they record under her name, and she would be Pat Benatar, and her husband Neil Giraldo. Now, some interesting things. I, I mean, now I've known that he's been her guitar player from record one. But I learned a lot of interesting things about them in the meantime. So everybody knows Pat Benatar, but uh, Neil Spider Geraldo, as the name he used to use, apparently that fell out of uh, out of use and into disfavor because it, you know it just. I don't know, I guess you outgrow something like that. It's Probably. like Cougar Mellencamp, you know? <laughs> it's <just like> a, <laughs>
1: Maybe you want to drop uh, that.
0: Neil Giraldo, I have actually seen them build together, mm. uh, Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo uh, you know, on, on, uh, promoting uh, concerts and things. But the albums are released under the name Pat Benatar. And again, starting from the very first one in the heat of the night, 1979. Now, interestingly, in that same year, Neil Giraldo had auditioned and beat out 200 other guitarists for a position in Rick Derringer's band. I don't know what became of that, mm. but he impressed Derringer with his skills on guitar and uh, keyboards. Now, they were making records from the first time, but around that time, Pat was getting divorced from Mr. Benatar, mm-hmm. who, uh, whatever he might have been, he left her with one hell of a cool name. And True. I'm glad she's using it because Pat Geraldo just doesn't have the ring to it. I mean, that Pat Benatar. Yeah, yeah it's badass. Yeah. yeah, it is badass. True. So, hats off to you, Mr. Benatar, for your name, which you probably inherited from your parents anyway. So
1: Seemed like the Ike Turner thing. Yeah. Cool.
0: Cool. That worked yeah. out. That's right. <laughs> And they were working together and recording together, and within a couple of years, they were married, and they have been together ever since. And this is one of rock's most adoring couples. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Alice and Cheryl Cooper. Okay, they've been together since, since the Stone Age. However, they don't make music together. These guys do, and in fact, on all of the, I was very uh, pleased and surprised to find that on the last handful of records that they've made, most of them, in fact, since the '70s, uh, all of the songs on the album were written by. Pat and Neil, that's it. Wow! You know, there, yeah. and that, and he's a multi instrumentalist and an absolutely f- fantastic musician. And they've been working together since 1979. How oh my awesome gosh, is that? That's amazing. And uh, let's see. And this is a little factoid that I just love to hear. Now we sometimes we history strikes back. We go back and we look at firsts and things that happened in history. Well, this is an interesting thing about Neil Giraldo that I had no idea. 1981, August 1st. The MTV Network launched and debuted the music video, You Better Run, as the second ever video to air on the network. You remember the first wow. one was, what, The Buggles, Video, right. killed, video killed the Radio Star. Video the Radio Star. First music star. video on MTV ever. And, of yep. course, they don't play them anymore. Which is just but, as well. Which is just as well. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd be having Post Malone. You know, that's, and, <laughs> that's all twerk to Post Malone. okay? Uh, but You Better Run, I did not know this, was the second music video, which makes... Which distinguishes Neil Giraldo as the first guitarist to ever appear on MTV. Of course, guitarists Whoa. guitarists don't appear on MTV anymore. But he's the first music guitarist. Doesn't. Yeah, music itself doesn't. Um, he also played guitar in 1981 on Rick Springfield's Working Class Dog album, oh, wow. which is a great ass I album. I like Rick you know, Springfield. I love Rick Springfield. He really he really wails. And again, that that movie. My goodness, Ricky and the Flash. And
1: he can act.
0: Yeah, he can act. Come and he can on. play. And I mean. Him and uh, Meryl Streep. I mean, that, that was a hell of a movie right there. Anyway, but uh, long-lasting, uh, still recording, still working, still married. After all, none of this breakup shit, none of this you know, drama and everything, and you left me, and I'm going to write about it, and I'm going to make you sing about it uh, in front of the whole world. None of that stuff. These you two, can go your own way. You can go <laughs> your own way. None of that business here. These two, happily married since, uh, like, 81, I think. Recording together since 79. I think that's, a, that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And there is the perfect forget-me-not couple.
1: They're solid as a rock. <laughs> 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 sorry. There's no way I could resist that. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the new theme. So we recapped the theme at the beginning of the show. That also means we're getting close to the end of the show. I don't want to talk about it because I'll get weepy. So uh, this time we went from alternative rock. Now we're going to electronic rock. Yes, there's a difference. Electronic rock is a music genre that involves a combination of rock music and electronic music. So it features instruments typically found within both genres. Mm. So it occurs when rock bands incorporate electronic instrumentation like synthesizers, mellotrons, vocal samples, drum machines, etc., so it's a marriage of the two. Some great and notable examples of this are Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, Craftwork, Much Lauded Craftwork, Devo, Garbage, The Prodigy, and The Killers.
0: Hell yeah, Devo.
1: <laughs> I love actually all of these, even Craftwork. The oh, you love
0: Devo? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're cool. Okay, good.
1: Did you just fucking figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little while now. I thought
0: there was a little... I, th- I was uh, I was reserving a little bit of uncool that you might not like Devo. But if you do, wow, well, great. You know, that, that when a problem
1: it. comes along...
0: You must whip it. I do. I, mean, I whip must, it good.
1: But, yeah. So that is the theme this time. Electronic rock. So if your band or somebody's band that you know... Fuses rock with electronic elements. We want that submission. So please send it to both on air at gmail dot com. That's B O A F on A I R at Gmail dot com. Do it now.
0: I'm glad you clarified that it was electronic rock and not EDM, not electronic dance music, different, which very often uh, doesn't have vocals at all, and when it does, you wish to God it didn't because it's <laughs> that it's that synthesized crap, you know.
1: Now wait a minute, did I did I or did I not do an EDM song with Anton?
0: Oh, we've all done EDM songs. Is
1: that it? But that is right. Yeah. Or is it a trance? Is yeah, it trip hop? Yeah. Well, what is it? I,
0: it's often considered EDM.
1: Okay, all right. but I, I wasn't mean, sure.
0: Taking an EDM piece of music, which is fine, yeah. and turning it into a song with lyrics, as we've both done, yeah. uh, is uh, that's that's a badass thing to okay, do. Okay, okay. Just making when sure. they make electronic music with the fake synthesized voices, yeah, oh, that's my some tough Lord. shit. You know, it's like I've never it. done ecstasy, so I don't know if that would make it easier to swallow.
1: You but. know what? We could that could be an experiment for a future show.
0: Yeah, when we're done with the bath salts and the lines. That's yeah.
1: right. Yeah. Exactly. Totally true. So, yeah. So send them in. Freebird, electronic rock. And we don't know how long this freebird thing's going to last. We don't know. But right now we are riding the wave. We're enjoying it. We want you to send in your music. You don't know where we'll go next. Might we leave rock? We don't know. We don't know. So stay tuned. And speaking of stay tuned, follow us on Facebook and also on Instagram at both on air. And uh, David's going to tell you in a little while how to subscribe and follow us if you don't already. But that means, because we're getting toward the end of the show, that uh, I have to do the part that's really hard for me. And it's my duty, though. I -hmm. think it's my duty. And that's parting is such sweet sorrow. But, sorry, I'm just a little fucked up right now. But for this feature, what we ask is that you, excuse me.
0: Do you need a minute? I do. Just a
1: second. So what we ask you to do is actually tell us what you think. This is for our hell yes or oh hell no segment that we do in every show. And this time we are asking you to weigh in because we want to know what you think. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, yay, nay. I like this part of this artist or band, but I don't like it. Uh, And this time we are throwing out there a Motown favorite, Stevie Wonder. Are you in? Are you out? If you are out, I want to know why. If you're in, I want to know why. So go ahead and sound off in the comments because we do post it on our Birds of a Feather page. I post it on my private page, and we also post post it on the Instagram page for Birds of a Feather. So you can find it in three different places. So feel free to weigh in on Stevie Wonder.
0: Right, and we'll save the uh, high fidelity references for next time. We sure will. <laughs> you know they're coming <laughs> if you've ever heard the show before. But ever, uh, ever in your life. All right, and I guess that just leaves us to wrap this puppy up in a neat little blanket. Uh, the next—that's
1: <laughs> the- why I told you I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know you told me. <laughs> you only told me once. Yeah.
1: I did. I only told you once. Next
0: from What the Flock Radio's Birds of a Feather is a new episode of Winging It. Remember, you get Winging It, Birds of a Feather, Winging It, Birds, birds of a feather. a feather. It's like boy, girl, boy, girl. You know, yes. That kind of toy boat. You know. <laughs> toy Remember, <laughs> yeah, Boyd's uh, coming at you every week. Subscribe to our feed, please, at Both on Air. It's B-O-A-F-S as in Birds of a Feather. B O A F on Air dot Podbean, just like it sounds. Podbean.com, and enable notifications so you never miss a show or subscribe and listen to us on your favorite platform. And they include, uh, including but not limited to, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon uh, Music, and oh, that's Audible, uh, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and more and more and more. Well, I guess we've pretty much said and done it all now, so that only leaves for you to say...
1: Let's get the flock out of here.
4: (laughs)
3: This has been Birds of a Feather, on What the
4: Flock Radio.